Live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. All right, good morning, everybody. It's a new day. Tuesday, September 13. T-Row in the morning show time here on the Ref Radio Sports Network, the home of Sooner fans. Second day of your work week, OU Nebraska week. Headed to Lincoln on Friday morning. In fact, I have news, TJ. I will be doing this show Friday. Plans are, anyway, I will be doing this show Friday in transit to Lincoln, Nebraska. Maybe in the backseat of my uh, father's minivan. We, we will see exactly what the arrangements are. But I will be on the move to Lincoln on Friday, headed to OU, Nebraska. I can't wait. We are one day closer. A1 of Turkey Bacon with you. Hope your Monday was good. We'll try to help get your Tuesday started on the right foot. TJ, good morning. How are you today? How long has it been since you spent that amount of time in a car with your father? Hmm. I'm fine, by the way. Thank you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, you're not just, I, I, I spend a lot of time with my dad, but you're, you're talking about seven, eight like hours. Road trip time. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. I would say when I was in college or high school, maybe. Huh? Yes. You, you texted me that yesterday and that's one of the first questions I had was like, man, that's not like you're going to, uh, you know, from your house to Norman or something. This is a lengthy road trip here with dad. So. It's a cool deal, you know? I mean, it's... Um... Well, I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm just asking you. No, know, no, no. It's probably been a while. It has been a while, and I'm not saying you're saying anything. I'm just telling you. It's it's a cool deal. It's um, it's one of those games... Like, Nebraska's not any good this year, right? I mean, right. we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, pitfalls and traps and all this kind of stuff. But this is not Tom Osborne and Barry Switzer. This is not winner goes to the Orange Bowl and plays for the national championship. That's not what is at stake here, but uh, this this is a deal where it brings back a lot of memories for a lot of people, and it does for me. And my dad's on sabbatical right now. My dad, uh, for those of you who know him, is a minister. Uh, he's a district superintendent for the Church of the Nazarene, and they gifted him um, for uh, a recent, uh, you know, he was he was voted back in. I'll just tell you, he was voted back in to do it again. They love him. And as a gift, they gave him a sabbatical. So he's got some time off. And he's like, I think I'm going to go up to Lincoln. I was like, all right, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome, you know, because usually he's working on the weekends. He's a preacher. He's working on the weekends. He's going to different churches and and all this kind of stuff. And so he doesn't go to a lot of OU games. He's gone to one here or there, but always in Norman as far as I know. And uh, I was like, all right, good for you. And then um, – you know, the, the the whole radio crew's flying up there, and I 
I got to thinking. I was like, man, I, I can't make my dad f- drive up there and back by himself. Uh, but yeah, I want to do it with him. So this is a cool deal. We're gonna we're gonna go together, and uh, I do, I'm gonna do the radio show in the car so we can get up there in time to meet the team when they arrive. I got to get the BV interview when they arrive at the hotel and everything Friday afternoon. So uh, I'm really really looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to the drive fun. up and be back fun. with Dad. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm looking forward to, you know, we're staying in Omaha, so we got to wake up at some ungodly hour Saturday to drive to Lincoln to uh, get set up and everything. All of it. I'm I'm very very excited about this weekend. And should I think be, a lot of should be very cool. Way, right? Should be very cool. How many Sooner fans do you think will be up there? A lot. Um, I, I would say they're going to travel in the thousands. You know, easily. Um, it's going to depend on, I think there may be as many outside the stadium as in the stadium, you know, depending on access to tickets. I just don't know, I don't know the care level of Nebraska fan right now. They still sell out games. They still love their football, but does it make it easier for OU fan to obtain tickets is what I'm asking. So I'm kind of curious about how many will be in the stadium and then how many will be outside the stadium because I'm guessing there are a lot of people that are going to go regardless of whether they have a ticket to the game or not, just for the experience. I'm going to hit StubHub right now. Let me see what this uh, – what, what do you think you can get in for? Hmm. I hadn't even heard anybody discuss this or even thought about it. I would say – That's why That's why we're breaking ground here on the <laughs> T-Row in the morning I would show. say 150 bucks. You can to get, get in, in? For, to get in. Maybe I'm overshooting this thing a lot. They are really bad right now. <laughs> One hundred thirty-five dollars. Okay, well, I'm right in the area with fees. The and stuff, cheapest, probably. cheapest. Uh, well, you know what? That's two tickets. Let me see if I can get one for cheaper than that. Uh, yeah, with fees and everything, it's that's two hundred. Boy, they really get you with those fees. They don't do. They, they do. Uh, okay, just one ticket. One twenty-six will get me in the uh, section thirty-six, which is up top in the end zone. Okay, that's about what I was thinking. About you know, mm-hmm. one hundred fifty, two hundred bucks. So, and I think that probably, I, I think it comes down a little before the uh, the game time. You know, if you hold out till late in the week, if, especially if you only needed a single ticket. I think Nebraska fans are bummed about their team. I do yeah. think that they are excited this week. That's why I'm. That's why I'm hard uh, having a hard time gauging this particular game. Yeah, because I think they are ex- excited for it. They're excited about Oklahoma, and they're excited that Scott Frost has been fired. And <laughs> that, that may be the biggest thing. They may be throwing a party in the uh, in the stadium on yeah. Saturday. No, it's your, it no it's wildest environment we've seen in Nebraska in five years. And they have found the right formula, TJ, to win at Nebraska. They have hired one of their own. And Mickey Joseph to be the uh, right. interim head coach. A stark change from the last hire. Um, I think they're excited about – I've seen some articles up there, and I've talked to a couple of people. Uh, apparently, everybody loves Mickey Joseph. Like, he's the guy on the staff that everybody loves. And um, and it's, it's, it's change. It's change from what has been a slog here for the last few years and certainly so far this season. So – it's hope. Uh, it may not result in anything different at all, but it's hope that at least we got something new. And we got Oklahoma coming to town, and maybe we could shock the world and give us something to be happy about for the first time in a while. So 
it's going to be packed. It's going to be a sellout. Uh, but that being said, I do think there are a whole bunch of OU fans like me and my dad who, as soon as this game was announced, are like, man, I'd love to go to Lincoln again. Or I'd love to go to Lincoln. Like, I, I didn't go back in the 70s or 80s or when these two teams used to play every year. Now there's a chance or, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, there's pleasant memories about Nebraska fans and everything. And so it'll be a good contingent of OU fans up there. There always is, man. There always is, yeah. The I, I, I got to say this carefully because it's not meant to be an insult to anything because we had a tremendous environment on Owen Field the other night and home crowds are incredible, but the most uh, passionate OU crowds are always the road crowds. I mean, they travel in droves, and they are into it, man. That's not just football, but it certainly applies to football. And it seems like it doesn't matter where we go, whether it's within driving distance or not, we always get to the stadium and say, wow, look how many OU fans are here, you know? They come out of the woodwork, so kudos to them. And, um, yeah, I think we, we won't know, though. You know, we're just going to have to – because the colors – The colors but, are going to be hard to, to tell anyway, but, yeah, it's going to be in the thousands, I mean, that are going to be there. Oh, what, yeah. are you, what are you thinking? Fifteen? Well, we had uh, three or four hundred up there for the College World Series, so I think it'll be more than that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We had we had a, a few thousand up there for the College World Series. I bet. I don't know how many tickets they gave us. Probably three or four thousand. So those are all sold out, and a few. There'll be a few more. I, I bet we have. Seats 90-ish? I bet. I'm going to say 10,000. 10,000? I'm going to say when OU scores or whatever runs out, the first time to cheer for OU, because this is what usually happens. You're going to look around and go, holy cow, there's a lot of OU fans here. And like you said, they were able to talk some depressed Nebraska fans out of their tickets on StubHub or whatever the case may be, so. I'm going to say 8 to 10. That's fair, right? Too much? No, I don't think so. Because I think, like I said, I think there's going to be a it's lot more outside drive. the stadium than what we see in the stadium. And, it, and like you said, it would be really hard to, to tell how many are in there exactly. But, I mean, maybe you're able to tell. Once you're there calling the game, you might be able to tell by the, the sound of the crowd, by depending on what happens in the game. But I think there's going to be several thousand outside at tailgates and local bars and different things around around town watching this game. Yeah. So it's I think an easy, 10, 10 to 15 is what it's at, I think. Oh, wow. It's an easy drive. I mean, you just – you could pop up there and say, you know, we, ha- we don't have any tickets. We're going to go uh, at the very least party and see if we can find some tickets when we get up there, you know. So, um, yeah, I, 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 it'll be good. It'll be a big crowd. It'll be a big OU contingent that is up there. And – now we just got to win the football game. Yeah. You're nervous, aren't you? Your gut's nervous. Um, very. Teddy and Gabe, Teddy very. And Gabe were nervous last yeah, night. Yeah, I'm very nervous about this, this game. This whole firing Scott Frost thing has it's everybody nervous. twisted me up. There's no doubt about it. 
Every uh, uh, Teddy and Gabe both feel like Nebraska's going to come out with capes on and they're going to play above their heads. And uh, I'm not telling them they're wrong. I'm just telling you what they said, that they're, they're going to be better than they've ever been. And uh, this is not a good thing. This is not a good thing, they say. I agree 100% with them. That's the gut early week check-in. Not good. Nervous. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I like it. We'll check back. It doesn't count. Well, your Tuesday gut is not your official gut. Your Friday gut is your official gut, and we will eagerly await what Friday gut tells us on Friday. All right. Um, Monday Night Football last night, another game that came down to a kick. Man, how many football games this weekend came down to a kick? Well, I, I want to know when the world shifts. I obviously know... All players, regardless of position, are bigger, stronger, faster. Kickers can kick it a lot further. But don't you remember not too long ago when it was like really questionable whether you let a coach would let a guy go for it on a 50-yard field goal yeah. to try to win it or yeah. take the lead or whatever. Now they're rolling them out there for like 65, 68-yard uh-huh. field goals, and like some of them are getting hit. And I'm like, what is going on? Like this is a shift that wasn't that long ago yep. when it was like 50 was a major field goal to hit. That's right. So the the dude from um, Cleveland, yeah, hit the fifty nine yarder, right? And it was going up when it went past the. No, you're right. Kickers are better, and well, I don't know if they're better, but they're definitely can kick it farther. Now it's been a rough weekend to be a kicker. I'll tell you that in college and the pros. But it's a good point you make, and it ended with a missed field goal last night as Denver tried to hit a sixty four yarder. To win it at the horn and missed it. And uh, Seattle wins the Russell Wilson return 17-16. I uh, knew the NFL was officially back. I knew it Sunday watching the games and sitting around watching the games and listening to some games on radio. But I knew it was officially back last night when the Denver Broncos were playing. And I go to Twitter and it's just Kurt Keeley losing his mind on Twitter over every single decision, every play. Doesn't matter who the guy is in the game. Why is this guy even playing? Um, just a, I, he, I don't know why he does it to himself. It is just a timeline of misery during a Broncos game for Kurt. Let me ask you, does Kurt watch the games alone? Or does he have someone in there, you know, his I know, brother and dad with him? or just... No, I know back in the day he used to would go and, and go to an establishment and watch the games. I think he's got to the age now where he's alone, but I'm not, I'm not positive on that. But yeah. it's if he's not alone, I know how he is when he's in those moods. And that's what worried me when he sat down next to me at the game <laughs> Saturday night at halftime. And he goes, huh, I'll just stay here if they don't come back. And I'm like, oh, oh no, oh, oh no, because no. I knew that game was how that game was going. You've been in an OU baseball game with him that wasn't going well. <laughs> but he handled himself beautifully on Saturday night. But then I turn on Twitter last night, and it is, it is just meltdown city with. Him. I love so, my man Kurt. He's always he he's always listening to the radio broadcast. So I, I love that about him. But uh, he is indicative. It sounds like uh, during a Broncos game of a lot of uh, friends and people that I follow. That when their team is playing, like they, they gotta tweet every thought that they have. Yes. Like there's nobody else to say it to. Andrew Shepard's the same way. My spotter when the Chiefs play, I gotta mute him because it's like 
it's just a constant stream of Chiefs tweet of every play that happens and every thought he has. Same with Arsenal. Same with, you know, and I'm like, what's going what? And it would never hit my, I would never think when I'm watching a game, whether I'm with someone or not, to, well, I got to tweet every single thought I have for the next three hours. <laughs> it's, but it's something about it's the NFL, man. It's a coping mechanism, it, it seems like, with yeah. some people. It's like uh, that, that makes them feel it's like a therapy thing. If I can get it down on Twitter and send it out, then I get it out of my brain and I feel better about it. And then I have proof if I need to prove that I said that. <laughs> Got I receipts. said that corner shouldn't be in there. I said that <laughs> on September 12th. But the problem is now I got to scroll past 50 of your tweets to get the one that I care about. You know? <laughs> oh, more Chiefs tweets. Ugh. All right, break time. We're underway on a Tuesday morning. You could text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by Norman Regional Health System with the Norman Regional Hospital Health Plex and specialized professionals all across south-central Oklahoma. Big shout-out. To my man, Kevin Henry, this morning, if he's listening. He's probably not oh, yeah? up this early. Uh, forgot to set the alarm last night. Woke up at my normal time. boy. <laughs> just woke Attaboy. up. I just woke up. Are you going to just make that the way you live now? No. That's what seatbelt does. I do it a lot. I'll wake up like one minute before my alarm's going to go off, and I'll grab my phone, and I'll have my finger on the button so like as soon as it goes off, I can immediately hit it. That happens all the time, but last night I completely forgot to set it, and I just I woke up and I did that. I grabbed my phone, and then I'm like, "Huh, my phone didn't just go off." Here's the deal, and this is what Kevin and I always argue about. Kevin, if you don't know, my uh, color analyst for basketball, Seatbelt Henry, all-time record holder in New Mexico uh, three-point basketball, um, claims he's never used an alarm clock in his life. He doesn't need one. When he goes to bed, he just tells his brain when to wake up, and it wakes up. <laughs> I still like that line. Just that line makes me laugh. Um, I firmly believe I've been waking up like you at the same time now for years and years. And if I go to bed tomorrow night and forget to set my alarm, I think I'll probably wake up, you know, when I'm supposed to wake up because my brain just does that now. However, Saturday morning, we will be uh, leaving the hotel in Omaha at 5.45 a.m. to drive to Lincoln. We're on the air at 7. Mm -hmm. And so that means, what, get up 5? Something like that, uh, depending on how long I need to get showered and shaved and dressed. And I don't need to go in. You don't, you don't need to know everything I need to do in the morning, TJ, to get okay. ready. It's a okay. lot, okay? Okay. <laughs> Quit being so nosy, okay? <laughs> but... That's not a that's not a risk I can take that morning. No, definitely not. I can't just go to bed Saturday night and say, you know what, I'll probably wake up on time. And then Saturday morning, uh, the sun is peeking through my window, and I'm like, mm, oh, what a good night's rest. Mm. And I roll over and look at the clock, and it's 7.15. I can't risk that. So I'm going to set an alarm clock. 
Saturday night, which is what normal people. I do. would I would suggest that. Yeah, I think that's a, yeah. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. But uh, not Kev, not Kev. Kev would just say, you know what, Kev, wake yourself up tomorrow morning, and he'd do it. It's it's funny though that when I do that now, like today, there's a couple of times recently I forgot to set my alarm and have just woke up. But he's the first thing I think of in the morning then. Like That's I scary. grabbed my phone, the alarm never went off, and I flipped it he over. Loves and I said, it that way. I forgot to set my alarm, and I said, "Dad, gum you, Kevin Henry. Here you are, first thought I in the morning." <laughs> I'm looking forward to basketball season. I miss that guy. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. How about A and M getting their video taken down from Twitter for copyright issues of calling App State hillbillies that didn't know how to read or write? What a bunch of clowns! Go nears. Oh, that's so the video had, you played yesterday. Yeah, they had a couple of different ones. Apparently, there was two different yell leaders that addressed the crowd, and both were embarrassing. And they took the video down, but it was well after everybody in the world had already copied it and seen it. So it's still very much out there. It's a terrible look for A and M. And um, we had Trevor Knight on the show last night on the huddle, former Texas A and M quarterback who last night on the show, TJ, decreed that he is no longer uh, uh, affiliated with Texas A&M. He's all Sooners now. What? Yeah. He fought, He did not give Texas A&M a rose. And uh, he kicked him off the island, whatever analogy you need. He says uh, he's thrown away all of the gear in his closet, and he's now all Sooners. What led to that? Uh, I don't know, but it got a big cheer from the Rudy's crowd last night. I don't even know if it's true or not, but uh, we were talking about Texas A&M losing. Right. And he was like, don't worry, Sooner fans. I don't associate with them anymore or something. Something to that effect anyway. It was fun. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, This Air Comfort Solutions text. It's a rough weekend for (laughs) A&M. Yeah, very rough. All the way around. A rough weekend for A&M. But they can always lean on the fact that their head coach has ranches. And they've got great facilities. So that makes it all go down a little easier. <laughs> uh, I use tick picks. No fees. The price you see is the price you pay. <laughs> Obviously a rep from that company uh, texting in this morning. Well, how are they making money? Uh, maybe it's one of those things like what we would like. I would like airlines, Ticketmaster, all these people that have these service fees and stuff. Wrap it into one price. Just show me. I want to pay 150 bucks. Show me what I can get for 150 bucks. It's all wrapped. So you in. are paying the fees. I think so. It's you're just, just seeing it up front you're just rather than it up a front. checkout. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, all companies need to go to that. Uh, I would be curious to see what the ratings are for regular broadcasts versus the Peyton and Eli broadcast. I was able to catch the end of the game with the brothers, and it's just hilarious and entertaining. Yeah. Well, they've got. Buck and Aikman now, right? Yes. So that's way better than what they used to have. So I'm guessing the – I mean, here's what I have – I always underestimate, TJ. Like, this move to ESPN Plus has just boggled my mind how complicated this is for some people to figure out. And I always just assume everybody has – all of the ESPNs or have cable or have streaming services now and know how to like there's a big difference in the number of people that have ESPN and have ESPN two probably. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. So I bet I bet it's a big difference. 
but there is a they have grown a nice chunk of the audience. I for one, if my team's not playing in the Monday night game, would prefer to watch Peyton and Eli because it's entertaining. Um, I don't care who wins the game, but that's a good show. So they got one viewer here. In fact, you saying that and the confusion and stuff that everyone's having. This was on here this morning when I got here at 622 last night, which we were already off the air with regular shows. Can you tell me why the OU app is saying the huddle is starting at 6? ESPN Plus says 7. I'm not. I'm trying to watch, but I'm not uh, seeing or hearing it. What time was that sent in? 622. So it hadn't started yet. Because it was yet. on at 7. Yeah. yeah, it was on at 7. But I guess the app was telling him 6, so he was very mm. confused. Yeah, well, that's confusing. That's two different times. <laughs> Football dad joke of the day. I, I made, by the way, I made a second video. I, I made one for my college roommate yesterday who texted me in the middle of the afternoon and said, all right, I've got this ESPN Plus thing. How do I watch the huddle tonight? So, I, you know, the video I made for Aaron Lehman last week. <laughs> I made a video for my college roommate, uh, Paul. And uh, he's got the Roku stick and everything. He just doesn't know how to use it. He's never used it before. So I walk, kind of walked him through. and Hopefully he got it last night. I didn't hear from him. but um, I can make I, video. Anybody out there that needs me to make a video of how to find things on ESPN Plus, let me know. I'm getting quite proficient at it. Update on ESPN Plus in my life. Uh, for the oh, boss, yeah? For the boss, if he's listening. I still don't have it. Um, Dude! <laughs> <laughs> You're just a straight swindler, man. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. You have stolen people's money. I have not stolen money. Um, it was a push of a button away on Sunday, and the boss that outranks the boss has Your asked wife. me to. Okay, so we play play, we pay Disney Plus yearly. We don't do the monthly. So when we did this, we had to check and see how that was going to work, change into the bundle, all that. I had to do some research, found out we were going to get credit, this and that. That's great, fine, because we've got the bundle paid out, or the plus paid out to a certain amount of time, whatever. And went through the whole process, was about to get it, and then she's like, I was like, she wants to do yearly. And I said, all right. So we get to the end, uh, about to check out, and then I said, you can't do yearly. It's only monthly on the bundle. And so then I start researching, like, is this right? Am I missing something? And sure enough, you can get the individual ones yearly, but you can't get the bundle yearly. So then it's going to be a monthly fee. And then while it's not that much of a monthly fee, she needs it placed in a certain part of the month with her budget and how it works. And she's like, you got to wait. It'll help me if you just wait. And I said, fine. You're the boss on that. So it's going to be monthly now. So it's, it's happening. On, I'm, we're all on, the way to these. Yes. Hang on. Yes. Budget and how it works and everything. You've got the money. I'm not using that money. That money, money is in a sandwich baggie. It is going to go somewhere else. We are not using that money. That still doesn't take away the fact that she's got to budget for it, and it helps her if it's in not a if you got the money. It doesn't matter if you budget for it. You've got the money. It doesn't matter when you get billed for it. You've got the money. It, that money is not going to be used for that. Okay, that's what I've been telling you this whole time. I am not taking people's money to pay for that. Well, rather than not get it, which is what these people have so generously come together to do for you. <laughs> they, they didn't generously come together. Now they wanted you to don't make a joke have of it. it. You're not using the money, and nobody's winning here. 
I it, it will happen. I'm already through the process. I just have to click a button. I just have to wait to a certain date oh for my, my wife. So it will happen. You got a pizza <laughs> and what was it? Tacos Friday night. <laughs> That's right. For you and your son. That was in the he budget. Got a, that he was in got the budget for that day. And you got tacos. Look. I'm guessing that's $25 for dinner that night. The for boss you the said book. I need it to fall in these pay periods and this time of the month if it's going to be monthly. And I said, I'm not arguing with you on that. That's you. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Hey, it would already I, be done if they'd let me pay yearly. We were going to do I, that. I can only protect you so much longer. I, I, I might get taken out here within the next day or two. There are higher powers you're messing with here, okay? I understand so that. I, I highly recommend that. you figure this out. My wife will tell you how nervous I was when she's telling me this on Sunday evening. I'm like, I've got to do this right now. She's like, then just do it. We'll figure it out. I'm like, no, because then you're going to be mad at me. What was it called in... Uh, <clears throat> Yellowstone, when they would take them to the train drop. station. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, if that's the way I go out, though, how cool will that be? We've got train stations in Norman. So that's a, that's a forever radio story if I uh, end up at the train station. <laughs> we'll be back. The Ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405 735 5510. I think the biggest thing is I, I probably should have been a little more aggressive throwing the football, you know, and, and that was one of the established the run game was uh, a little stubborn about that probably early on, and uh, that was something that we wanted to get going. And, again, I, I probably should have thrown the football a few more times, but creating great balance and and running the football is going to be a huge thing for us and, and who we are from an identity standpoint. But... Uh, Really, it, it was it was on me not throwing the ball around a little more early on in the game to create some air in the defense. Jeff Levy talking about um, is that you agreeing with Jeff Levy? That was approved that? audio you just played. Okay, that was a that was a rare sound effect coming from TJ's side of the glass. <laughs> it startled me with that. Uh, Jeff talking about he's a little stubborn early in the game. Really wanted to run. The, I, I think that's encouraging though. I think that soundbite is encouraging that they weren't trying everything and it just wasn't working. They were stubbornly trying one thing and finally said, all right, all right, let's go win the game. You know, Now, eventually you're going to have to do that one thing. Maybe this Saturday you're going to have to figure out the run game. But they were able to flip the switch when they needed to on Saturday. So that's um, encouraging to some extent. Well, I would be a lot less nervous this week had he not just been uh... – holding stuff back, which I knew they were. All teams do that. A lot of teams do that in their non-conference games, especially with some opponents like we've seen early on across the country in these first couple of weeks. But, boy, uh, I would be a lot less nervous, I think, going into this game if I had seen some things, especially develop in that first half of Saturday. I'll tell you something that um, I think they're sitting on that you're going to see in the next couple of weeks is the two tight end package. And I think that's going to be a tremendous help in the run game. Uh, Daniel Parker and Braden Willis on the field together. Maybe maybe even 
two running backs, two tight ends. Like, there's a big set they could theoretically get into where Gray and Major are on the field together with Parker and Willis, and that's intriguing. Or one of those backs with a seven-man line with Parker and Willis out there doing some pulling, and they're, Parker's a really good blocker. So we'll see. they gotta they got to run it better, but... You know, in the end, Eric Gray averaged over seven yards a carry, and so no, did Marcus Major not. on Saturday. <laughs> that is not, none of that is true. You keep making that up. Oh, you put out false stats, and Teddy, uh, uh, you're trying to sell me a bill of goods. Teddy got to uh, Rudy's last night. I was like, how you doing? He's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just trying to figure out why everyone hates Eric Gray so much. <laughs> it's like, I know. It's weird, isn't it? He's like, he's like, I've never seen a guy with such good stats that everybody just has decided is a terrible football player. It is weird. It is. We do this sometimes. Um, we we just take a guy and we just like we don't like him. And by all accounts, like everybody inside that Switzer Center, like he's a great guy. He's a team leader. He's an unbelievable pro. He's got he's got really good stats this year. He made a big play on Saturday. That's been one of the things against him as well. He's not capable of of busting one. You have like a 45-yard play in which he made a couple of guys miss in the hole, and mm-hmm. it was really good. I mean, I'm not telling you he's better than Marcus Major. I think Marcus Major is a better back and will eventually probably be the feature back. But I do – we've been watching this football thing for a long time, TJ. You need more than one running back. Guys get hurt. Oh, jeez, people. You're sitting there talking about this. I get a call off the air just now, and he yells, I'll tell you why I hate him. He tried to field a punt against OSU. Well, yeah, um, uh, is that it? Is that the deal? That's is that, where it goes it, back a, to. He says, I can't let it go, and he, that's, what he, that's what he was yelling into the phone. He made an unforgettable error, unforgivable error against OSU, and they don't ever want to see him again. That's it? He, either consciously or subconsciously, that's – in the minds of some that, people. And, that, and people are convinced that are arguing this, that Marcus Major is not just a little bit better, but way better, and it's he's being held back by not getting every carry and letting his true talent maybe, come out, you know? well, which I mean, may be it, true. It may, I, I think he's probably a more talented overall back. But Is it possible that this is kind of what we're talking about with the whole rest of the offense? Yeah, I think so. Let's... Uh, you know, we also agree, we being Jeff Levy and Brett Venables, we also agree that Marcus Majors are bell cow this year, but let's keep you let's make sure that one, he's fresh, and two, uh Nebraska and Kansas State and Texas and everybody haven't seen everything through these first couple of games. So let's mm-hmm. let's take it easy on him. Is that possible? That's possible. Maybe. And my hope huh? is next Monday we're sitting here saying, Wow, that's what we have been waiting to see and it's Maybe the two tight ends, maybe Marcus Major, whatever all we're saying. Uh, Dylan Gabriel a little more involved in the run game. All these things that you're hearing people throw out there of why aren't we seeing this, that next Monday we're sitting here saying, how about that? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my hope. Yeah, it might happen. I love Marcus Major. Uh, he's exciting. I think he's got more. I think I heard somebody, it might have been Gabe I heard yesterday say the word horsepower. I, I like that. I think he's got more horsepower than Eric Gray does. Uh, he's more capable of the big play. He's he's more um, effective in between the tackles and in the red zone and things like that. But I also think Eric Gray has some strengths that Marcus doesn't have, which is the ability to to catch the football, and that's a big deal. 
and I think they trust him more, at least at least they did. Maybe Marcus has worked on this. I think they trust Eric more from a protection standpoint in keeping uh, Dylan Gabriel clean than they did Marcus at one point. So I, I, I said this last week. If, if Marcus can get to the point where they trust him to keep Dylan Gabriel from getting hurt in pass protection, I'm 100% in favor of him being the feature back. But the worst possible thing that could happen to this team is what? Dylan Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel goes down, yeah. Yeah. So the difference between Marcus Major and Eric Gray, for me, is not enough to risk Dylan Gabriel getting hurt. Not all the time, anyway. Um, so if he can get to that point where he's trusted and he knows what he's seeing and he knows his assignments and, and blocking and we can throw him the ball once in a while out of the backfield, then... I agree with everybody else. I think he's probably the better better back. But there are some surprisingly strong feelings on that subject, to me, for a guy who has, like, been pretty good. Been pretty good. Not been great, but he's been pretty good for this team. Um, What was it I was going to talk about this segment? Oh, Brent, I, I obviously can't play clips from last night's show, but I did want to tell you about a couple of things. Do you happen to catch uh, the coach's show? I last listened night? to, I only caught a little tiny sliver of the huddle, but I heard all of Brent's show. Somebody asked on Twitter, good question on Twitter, about they wanted Brent to tell us about the Nebraska game mm-hmm. that he played in in Tokyo. Yeah, that was a cool story. Isn't that one that fun? It's been great to hear a little bit of that this morning. Yeah, that would be great if we could play it for you. <laughs> anybody else can play it for you. Anybody in the world, anybody. Television stations, podcast radio stations, <laughs> Martians. Martians. Never mind. You're getting me. Uh, I'm getting you all worked up again. Um, yeah, We've heard this a couple of times from people who have played over in Japan. Remember the Barry Sanders won the Heisman Trophy over in Japan. Mm-hmm. And Bob Barry was the voice of the Cowboys at that time, and he had told us about riding on a plane together with the opponent over there. That's what Brent said happened last night. K-State and Nebraska rode on a plane over there together, and then he was talking about how small the beds are in the hotel rooms in Japan, and that they don't feed you anything over there. <laughs> that was a funny thing. He's like, it's so small I could hear my uh, roommate's heartbeat. <laughs> it was right there on it. <laughs> they pass out. Little red red flags to half the crowd and uh, purple flags to the other half crowd, and they all like wave their flags when something good happens. And it was a really funny story. And about going to his first Nebraska game, first football game he ever went to was in Lincoln with his uh, high school girlfriend at the time, and they went to the uh, OU Nebraska game up in uh, Lincoln. That was pretty funny. But my favorite part was when he was talking about the headsets last night, and. He now has the ability, TJ, to flip back and forth between the <laughs> offensive and right. defensive coaches. And a couple of times already this year, he's been—he's not gotten it right. He's been on the wrong channel, and he's yelling out some defensive instructions when he's on the offensive channel. And Jeff Levy will say, Coach, <laughs> Jeff Levy impersonation. He's like, Coach, we're trying to go through some offensive adjustments here. You're on our channel. Like, oh, sorry. He's <laughs> like, I'm still trying to figure out the headsets flipping back and forth. It's pretty funny. We'll be back.
The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. Toby and TJ back with you on the Ref. This is the T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Norman Regional Health System. Air Comfort Solutions text line, that gentleman or uh, oh, that lady uh, perhaps uh, would like us to know they're not a rep for TickPick. They just uh, found them and uh, like it because they don't pay the fees that they do. Other Sounds sides. wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, good morning from Paris. Boomer Sooner from Allen. Wow. And then he sent me a couple of pictures here. Is he oh, at the, the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower? Tower? Yeah, no, there's a picture it's... of the Eiffel Tower right here. Yeah. Are they triumph? Um, how about you ever that? ever been to uh, Paris? Never have. Never have. Mm-mm. Me either. Nope. I've never been to Europe. Um, so it's Maybe a, we'll play a game over there someday. You never know. At basketball, you would think that that could possibly happen at some point huh? pretty soon. When does basketball ever play in Europe? I'm just saying, why not? They go everywhere else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you please send me the video for ESPN Plus? I've had a couple on here asking you to send them the video and or post it so that they can try to figure it out. <laughs> Uh, this one here says, TJ, take off the skirt and put the pants on and order ESPN+. Plus. Look, there is no question who wears the pants in my house, and it is not me. And I don't even argue that, okay? I am a proud skirt-wearing uh, husband, father, and, uh, you know, I play my role perfectly, okay? I did get, uh, I have received word from... The boss. It is amazing how many excuses. How no, it says how many excuses are we going to hear? <laughs> I knew that one was going to push it over the top. I I knew it was. I'm taking full responsibility. I'm I know. Tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what's about to happen. Okay. <laughs> you are about to hear the five worst words you can hear, TJ, in this situation. Okay. Larry Nafee is getting involved. <laughs> is that is that just rip? He's taking yes. Larry's taking me to the train station. I suggest you get this done before you hear those words. I because... promise. I promise. All right. Top of the hour break. We'll be back.